We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire NFL DFS show. I am Adam Zdroik, joined by Ryan Belongi and Jack Burkhart, the two NFL DFS grind leaders at Rotowire. Ryan and Jack, you've been busy on these couple NFL slates recently. Uh, Ryan, you said you got some winnings, but you just had another show. So are you ready to turn your brain over to soccer? Uh, I'll start with Ryan here because... He said he just yeah. started looking at the slate, right? Or Jack already wrote the article, so he's good to go. Yeah, no, I'm 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 good. Uh finally had a profitable Thanksgiving. Whoa. Yesterday went pretty well for NFL. Jack and I just finished the NFL show for Sunday. Kind of like that slate, like that slate more after Jack and I talked about it. Uh people can check that pod out on YouTube or Rotowire. Uh, but soccer, yeah, we got a interesting soccer slate. Um, much more interesting than the usual Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, massive favorite slates that we've been getting. And um, there's some good contests too. There's finally a $5 King of the Pitch. There's a mega qualifier for the King of the Pitch. Um, And yeah, it's just a great slate because you have, you know, there's no big favorites. There's some road underdogs, and the implied totals are around like 1.5, 1.4, 1.6 something is the highest, I believe. I mean, yeah, you can. It's a slate where you can use a little bit more imagination. Yeah, so, Jack, I'm I'm just looking at the entries here for the king of the pitch, this five dollar one. Compared to the the chip pass, it's unfortunate. I was hoping we get something bigger, you know, holiday weekend, five-game slate as well, but it's still, okay, 10K to first, and even the the double-ups are – the double-ups and the main $5 double-ups, only 114 entries. So for some reason, DraftKings, I I guess because there's there's other sports going on that that we're still not at, uh, you know, 20K levels kind of a thing. But this $5 king of the pitch – there's already 400 plus entries and there's not even 300 entries in the uh, main chip pass. And I see you got 21 entries. How long is it going to take when we get some weird lineups come Saturday morning for you to fill out your 21 entries? Oh, it won't take too long. I think uh, the reason the, um, 
that king of the pitch fills really quickly because all of the degenerates that play MLS that join us in the discord, we all pile into those satellites, which always overlay. So I had like 32 tickets to that. So easy to max, believe it or not. I, so I only like talk about what I play in cash on Twitter, but I mean, I usually play 20 lineups anyway. I spend most of my time thinking about my cash team and then in a half hour, I have like five templates and I switch it around. It's not so bad. Usually after writing the article and doing the show and 10 minutes of processing the lineups, it's you kind of know what you want to do and then you just click a bunch of combos and then you get mad that you didn't pick the the right one. But um, you said earlier, am I ready to talk soccer? I think at multiple points in the NFL show, I was calling the games matches. So I'm I here definitely for this do slate. That. <laughs> I, I'm here for this that. slate. It's um, I think it's really fun. I think you can play whoever you want. No one's going to be particularly chalky. I think you can play your cash team in tournaments because there's so many choices to make. You should just play what you think is best. And um, I don't know. I like slates like this. It's refreshing, and I think it should be fun. Ryan, I got to ask. So I'm in my mother-in-law's office. Jack is in his dad's office. It looks like you're in the same place, but you're in the middle of a move here. So when are you getting this new office coming up? We're close. We're close. I was hoping to have it ready for this Friday, but just been too busy. Like we just moved in like last week, getting stuff set up. And then my son, he had some trouble the first couple nights, a a little fever. He wasn't, you know, it was, everything was new for him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So Thanksgiving stuff, (laughs) NFL prep, but, but we're going to be in a new location pretty soon got a desk coming we'll try to get some you know stuff up on the walls we'll try to get a microphone you know we'll try to get we'll try to get a real camera at some point we'll yeah we'll we'll try to get a microphone you know (laughs) just a a, a little at some point we're going to get a little bit more professional here yeah hopefully soon hopefully next week hopefully next friday we'll we'll be ready before we get going here we got a Movember group over at Rotowire. Uh, if you donate there, movember.com slash T slash slash Rotowire, uh, you can get in for a, a drawing for a free three month trial over at Rotowire. So check that out. Uh, Movember, just a donation for a lot of different things. You can check it out over there. As you can see, got a slight stash going on. Uh, joining the, the Jack Burkhart. Wait, did Jack shave? Oh, no, Jack still has No, something. no, no. I just have a, I'm just a light haired person for me. Every month is Movember. So Ryan still has the goatee. He didn't shave. He didn't shave the rest of it, but we'll leave it at that. Rotowire.com slash soccer trial. It's a 48 hour trial. Again, check out Movember. You get three free months at at least a chance of it. So I was going to start by just going over all the injury situations, but I feel like that's going to just take up five minutes by itself. So I think we should just touch on all the injury situations as we get to the situation that needs to be discussed, because there's basically a situation with every team where someone is injured, someone is 50-50 to play, and we just don't know the, the situation for them. So I figure we can just talk about each of them as we go through them, but this is... Uh, is this the craziest slate that we've had? I don't know if crazy is the right word. It's just going to be a slate where there's just going to be a lot of different lineups. Usually, recently, there's been, okay, we have big favorites, Manchester City or something, and it's like, okay, just plug in your Manchester City, plug in your Arsenal guys, especially in cash games where there's going to be a lot of duplications, there's a lot of dupes. This slate, 
I don't know how many people are going to dupe each other unless you guys have found, you know, this, the slam dunk lineup. I don't even know if there's any locks. One of the players I may consider a lock. Uh, some people may laugh, but once we get to it, um, yes, he does play for Burnley, but we'll start with forward here. So I guess the question becomes, as I look through the lineups here, the question is, Eberichi Easy's uh, 10.1K, they're at Luton Town, but the question is, we have Michael Elise. If Michael Elise starts, is is Eze worth the 10.1K? Ryan, what do you think the Elise situation brings to the table here now that now that both these guys are back, because last season it was Olise was pretty pretty much taking the majority. Now is he in his first start back? Assuming he starts, is he going to be taking the majority like last season? That is probably the top question on the slate here because they are at Luton Town. They're in a great spot too. Yeah, I think I would assume that he would take the majority. Um, you know, might only be a slight majority, but yeah, that's what I would assume. He came on. What was it two weeks ago? I believe he took the majority then. Um, I'm not sure, but I know he took four in the 23 minutes. It says I thought he yeah. took four. No, only two, four. Yeah, I think he took four in the in the 23 minutes. Yeah, it's a great spot for Palace. Um, maybe the best spot, arguably, either them or West Ham, according to the odds, at least, but. According to floor, it's a uh, floor points. It's a great spot for Palace. So I'm still considering as a you know because of the matchup and because he has pens. Um, you know, you sort of you sort of mentioned at the start, but I've I opened the slate about a half hour ago after the NFL pod. So I'm still kind of going through it. Jack uh, Jack's been deep in the weeds since yesterday writing the article. Uh, maybe maybe he has a better take, but um, my initial, yeah, I don't know. Like I initial, I was trying to play both as a and Elise. Wow. Elise. So uh, maybe that's more of a tournament move. I don't know. Maybe Jack can tell us if Eze is a cash play or not. Um, I don't know. He feels like a bit of a luxury. So I was in the weeds looking at heat maps and Elise took corners just on one side. So, you know, sometimes this happens with luck that, you know, most of the corners just fall to one side. So I would say the set piece split at best for Eze will be like a 50-50 on corners. But we do know Elise can take from both sides. So there's upside for Elise to take more. I think Eze might be a bit expensive and there's a couple cheap options that you can play at forward. I don't think Eze is necessarily going to kill you if you fade him either. So he's not a priority, but I mean, you kind of took a tournament idea for me. I really want to play Olise and Eze even together in GPP formats. It seems like the best spot to attack. But I mean, looking at the forward position, as far as expensive options, Eze is nice at 10,100. Ryan mentioned he takes pens, should pitch in on some direct free kicks, at least maybe some corners. And it's a great matchup for them on the road against Luton Town. Uh, if you scroll down a bit, a little bit, you have Pascal Gross at 9,400. Now, I mean, Brighton are a dumpster fire with injuries. So, Adam, I'll let you deal with that. It, it's not really a great price if Gross pays, plays as a left back, but he does take a set piece monopoly. And if Xiao Pedro isn't on the field, uh, he'll probably, I think he'll take penalties. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but he has taken penalties in the past. I think he's an, he's a bit of a met option as a, 
fullback, but if he plays a little bit more forward and you have like Tahoud and Baleba play at midfield, he might have a more forward role. He becomes a priority for me if he lines up. So it's always going to depend on the positioning for Pascal Gross. I, I don't know if I want to spend up. The one forward I definitely want to play is Morgan Gibbs White. I think he's 7,400. I'm not afraid to play any underdog set piece Monopolis because all of the games are pretty close. The home teams are slight underdogs, but Nottingham Forest have played fine and Brighton and Hove Albion, they have a lot of injuries and, you know, I think they can leak some offensive attack against them. So I think it's a great spot for Gibbs White when there's not so many forward options. He's just a really comfy click at 7,400. And um, I guess the decision is, do you want to spend up for Trippier, who's 9,700 at defense? Or do you want to pay up for some midfielders? Because you have Olise up there, Ryan. You have James Ward-Prowse, you know, the most tilting click in DFS, but he absolutely nuked the slate before international break. So if you pay up at forward, it's tough to pay up there. And uh, we have uh, Jordan Cooper's favorite, uh, Johan Berg Gudmundsson at 5,600 for Burnley. He seems fine at forward. No one's going to kill you at the forward position. If he takes some set pieces, I think he takes more than Brownhill lately. And it's against West Ham, who sometimes sit back a little bit. I think it's fine to maybe spend down at a forward spot, but I really don't know what the optimal construction is. Um, I just blabbed for was, two minutes, so why don't you all let me know what you think about I was that. Thinking, I, w- I was thinking that JBG might be Adam's lock. We'll, we'll have to hear from him in a second. I'll, I'll yeah, just say sorry, okay, there you go. Um, yeah, I just the one thing I wanted to throw in is Trippier is the decision point. You know, he is 9.7K. So really that decides whether or not you can spend up or not. We'll get to Trippier later, but... I think that's uh, the main decision obvious, to play early. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, if I'm if I'm trying to look at lineups with both Palace players, clearly I didn't have Trippier in there. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to defense. Yeah, Adam, JBG, he's a lock? I think he is. I think he is. They're at home. They're against a team that doesn't like to possess the ball in West Ham. And I mean, he had what he had five crosses against Arsenal at Arsenal. He even had a floor of 7.4 last time at home against Crystal Palace. He had that ridiculous floor. Maybe he's not going to get there, but he's 5,600 on a slate where there's basically no guarantees. I mean, Trippier is not a guarantee. I mean, we talked about Eze and Olise. Are you gonna you're gonna have to decide between them or play them both? But I mean, even if you play them both, uh, you can still find room for a good Munson. And then I guess as we get to midfield, JWP James Ward Prowse is always in the conversation as well. But just because of his price and just because there's no honestly slam dunk guarantee performers here that you know we need to play. Like I, I still don't think like. Eze is a lock by any means when you throw Elise in the lineup. He's not a lock on this slate. So maybe Gunmunson is the lock because no one else is, I guess is kind of what it comes to. Um, I think Morgan Gibbs White is probably the comfiest click at forward position. I, No matter what construction I'm making for cash, I'm ending up playing Gibbs White right now. But I mean, you could do like an Eze and then Goodmanson and then spend your salary elsewhere. There's mid-priced... Uh, midfielders who are good plays like Marcus Tavernier. I don't know if he's a cash play, but I kind of like Tavernier in this spot against Sheffield United. And then if you're willing to maybe not play Gibbs White and go down to Goodmanson and spend up once, you might have money for Reese James, who seems like a really intriguing target at second defender as well. And you can play Trippier in that setup. So I don't know. There's just so many different like combinations of ways to play it. 
I really think that there's good plays in every range and trying to parse out who you think is best in each range is kind of a, it's kind of a tricky matter. It's one of those great slates where you just have to play the best plays, but it's very difficult to figure out who the best plays are. Ryan, what do you think of Gibbs White in this spot? Because I notice he's kind of underperforming in like XG per 90 and not like, oh, he's running bad. Like he's just like not very good at XG per 90. Like he has 0.12, which is like a, you see defensive midfielders like Jao Paulinha put up that kind of yeah. number. He's got a monopoly yeah. role. I think it's fine against an injured Brighton team. I, I think he's a good price, but like, I don't know. Is he going to bail me out with an assist or goal enough to make that worth it? I mean, forward's not very good. I mean, I don't know. What do you think of Gibbs White? Right. Um, I'm not quite as sold on him as you were. Uh, would like him to be a little cheaper. I mean, 7,700 is okay, but. Like you said, I mean, he has zero goals this season and not even like that many great chances. Zero goals, one assist. The matchup is okay just when you consider Brighton have all those injuries and are sort of playing a B team. Um, You know, obviously, I like that he has the monopoly. You like that there's not like locks outside of him. Like you said, like Eze is not necessarily a lock. We're talking about JBG being one of the better cash game plays. And I, and I think that he is. But, you know, when, when you're talking about JBG and like and Eze at 10K splitting set pieces, then there's not really too much opportunity cost. So Gibbs White seems like a good cash play. Um, would he take penalties? I was looking I into know. this. He took two last season. I don't remember if like there was like some we played Chris Wood at like 3,500 last year, hoping he'd take penalties, and then Gibbs White came and took them. I, I can't remember how that worked out. But Adam might know, out. but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Chris Wood stepped up to the spot. I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like he's, I think he's a decent play, but not like a smash at 7,700. I don't know. I've I've tried with Gibbs White many times and it doesn't work often so yeah i'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as ryan here just in terms of okay 7700 i do think that nottingham forest should actually be favored in this game but the difference is that the way that brighton have been playing is they're still they're still possessing the ball which is kind of what they do under deserby they're just not getting a ton of opportunities they're not getting the same opportunities that they've had in the past so even if you know i think nottingham forest should be favored, might even win the game. Uh, I'm <laughs> Ryan's laughing over here, uh, but I'm laughing at the comment. Not I'm not okay. not laughing at you. I'm just I'm just laughing at, at the comment. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, think, I got a wolf think, shirt on. Come on. Sorry, I wasn't laughing. I think <laughs> the, the break the, the breakdown was good. I was laughing at the comment. <laughs> Yeah, it's just 7,700. Brighton already a team that don't, you know, give up possession, don't give up a ton of set pieces. I look back at last season, MGW, Gibbs Whitehead, two corners in two corners total in the games against Brighton last season. Again, okay, you look at that Brighton B squad, but they're still playing the same way. They're still playing the way Deserby wants to play. It's just that they don't have the same guys in the attack. They don't have the solid marches. Now Miedema is out with an injury, so it's Wananote and a Dinger on the wings. It's just not the same guys in there, so they're not getting the same opportunities in front of net. I still think they're playing the same way, which isn't you know conducive for a massive floor from Gibbs White. So 
I think for him to get there, it's almost like he needs to get on the score sheet is kind of how I feel. I think, yeah, I think I tend to agree that he, yeah, he needs to get on the score sheet for tournaments. Yeah, and assists. Cash, yeah, for cash, I think there's constructions where, like, but. So who do you want to play for, Right. I was just, does he have a double digit floor? That's it's always so te- like, you don't think I don't so, think right? He does. I mean, you just That's look at I the mean, Aston like, Villa game as an example where he had a couple points. They won two nil at home. Obviously a certain, certain game script in that one, but Brighton possessed the ball yeah, as much as Aston Villa do. So what are we expecting here? Right. I think the things you say about possession is important. Like Brighton are going to be possessing the ball in that game. If, if, Forest score first, and it's not, it doesn't involve Gibbs White. That's just big trouble, and that's what seems to have happened in a lot of Gibbs White spots this season. They'll yeah, score, I mean, the like, Aston Villa you know, one was right, and then yeah, if so, if if they get the lead, then then yeah, you're in trouble if you have Gibbs White and he he didn't get involved. I think those are fair points on the Gibbs White range of outcomes you know i highlighted them but i also pointed out i have these ceiling worries i mean probably needs in tournaments you probably want a 10 point floor and then you need an assist you know that feels okay for the you know jack just to to back you know like you know like i I always say this but like gibbs white's gonna score this season right i mean he's he can't finish the season (laughs) with zero goals uh maybe this is the time i don't know like he's a talented player he's good at free kicks we saw him score plenty of not plenty, but we still him score goals last season and the year before. So, I mean. Well, I think the other reason maybe? you play him is because who else are you going to play? I mean, we, we go through the forward list and it's like, okay, uh, no one stands out. Kind of what we said earlier. Why is JBG the one of the locks of the slate? Why is he, you know, the most favorable spot? Because who else do we want to play here? Ryan, do you like, do you like any of these other forwards? So I would have. You know, if Agbene was fully healthy, I think he would be in my cash line about 5,800. But so the quotes on Agbene coming to this game is he was dealing with a slight hamstring issue, but he also hasn't been able to put on uh, his soccer boot for the past two weeks. Uh, so do we want, even if he starts, do we want to play a guy who hasn't been able to foot it, fit his swollen foot into, into his shoes or... <laughs> I mean, it seems like a pretty big worry here. Maybe we maybe we take that with a grain of salt and don't believe it, but especially when you got Townsend at forty nine hundred, maybe we just go down to Townsend if you're kind of looking at that route. But are there what guys were you looking at, Ryan? Well, I was gonna reluctantly bring up Townsend. He's um, cheap. He's cheap. He's cheap, right? If somehow he played a little longer than sixty minutes, it's actually. Not a bad spot for Luton. I think that's in play Dallas. because of the Ogbene injury and because, okay, Townsend was off for however long. He got a couple starts, getting his fitness back, a couple weeks over the break. I think it's it, I think it's realistic that he could go longer than the 60 minutes that he's been getting. Yeah, the thing that I worry about is three other set-piece takers in the lineup. The, the situation hasn't been that clear, but you do have Ross Barkley. And you're going to have Giles back in now that Kabore's out. At least I think so. Mate, you might. And you might have uh, Alfie in there as well. So I, it's hard to see a monopoly for Townsend. 
I guess I could be wrong, but I would like to be more sure of Townsend's role. I think one thing for maybe playing like Gibbs White and Goodmanson and Cash is like you're kind of just making a bet that Eze doesn't kill you. And if Pascal Gross is at left back, you're making a bet that Pascal Gross at left back doesn't kill you, which seems fine. And then you're ready to pay at other positions where there's, you know, a, a better a better range of plays, I think. So it really depends on what you want to do at the other positions. And that's how you're going to allocate your forward salary. But again, like... I don't know. At midfield, there's good cheap options, there's good mid-priced options, and then there's good expensive options. So it almost seems like, I don't know, maybe the way to approach the forward position is to think about what midfielders you want to prioritize first, what combination, because if you feel like you want to play, you know, Lewis Cook and Gustavo Hammer at midfield, just one example of something you could do, well, now you can pay up for Eze. Um, And now you can pay up for Trippier and Reese James. So maybe that's going to be Maybe forward isn't like the priority. You make the forward decision first just because it's listed first in your lineup. I know we talk about it first, but I think um, I'm probably just going to prioritize what I want to do at midfield and defender first. And then I think I'm perfectly content with the forward position from what we've talked about. You know, any combination, as long as I like the other spots. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it. I don't know. It's, we, we still haven't mentioned like anyone that's really stood out to us and outside of, you know, as and Morgan Gibbs white, we don't in, I don't know if we a hundred percent like those guys that much anyways. So at what point do we just, you know, plug in whoever fits, play this as the goalkeeper and, <clears throat> you know, hope that uh, th- your guy doesn't bust for two points, I guess. I think we, we might find that it's going to be the same at midfield and maybe the same at defender. Yeah, so if you don't like uh, end up. Good Munson, the best player on the slate. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I mean though. You're gonna end up like not loving anyone. And then and then what do you do? I think yeah. this is a you just put whoever fits in. You you fill out your goalkeeper first and then play whoever fits around that. Is that easy? Yeah. Maybe you just play the best two plays, which are the two guys from Crystal Palace. Uh, I, so you mentioned the Ryan Giles thing. So Kabore is definitely out. He had a concussion over the break. Kabore, arguably their their best defensive fullback, best defensive wingback. And Giles started the first three matches of the season. He was benched for a reason because I had assumed because he's just not as good defensively as the other guys. So you put that in there. You put that in with the return of Olise. Giles probably going to play on the left side. Olise probably going to play on the right side a little bit more. Uh, so you have that in there and it just, it, it does seem like what Ryan said, the matchup kind of fits here where, where Luton town, not their, not their a squad defensively because Kabore is not in. And if Ogbene, who's been their most creative player, their, their best attacking player with the ball for most of the season here, if he's out as well, that's just another boost here for Crystal Palace. So maybe is what Ryan started with. Maybe we shouldn't even talk for 20 minutes about everything else. We could just be like, just play, you know, look at this Luton Town team. Just play Eze, just play Elise. And one of those guys can get the 30 points. Who cares if the other guy gets to five? You're just going to be on both of them. So maybe that's the route. That might be the route. Maybe you run it back with Townsend, who I forgot is a big revenge spot for Townsend. Is that a, <laughs> a Massive revenge there? spot here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see hey. that clip of Townsend talking about he eats chicken feet every night? I saw that. 
I did not catch that one. Pretty interesting. Says it for his tendons for his for his tendon and ligament health. He's ordering chicken feet every night. So uh, maybe another boost to Townsend. Uh, I wonder if they – do you think the, the chicken feet in Luton Town is better than the ones in Crystal Palace? You used to live in Crystal I, Palace, so do you have any yeah. insight here? I can't say. I can't say I've tried them, unfortunately. Um, there's a chicken shop on every corner, but I don't think I would trust the chicken feet from them. Chicken shop. I don't, I've never heard of a, a a chicken shop reference here, but – I'll take it. There are multiple chicken shops on like every street in London <laughs> and sorry, sorry to the people out there. I'm sure they probably agree with me, but man, like most of them are very bad. You just learn to avoid them. Uh, but sometimes, you know, they're the only stuff that's open around midnight. You got to get yourself a chicken sandwich and fries and yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <Around midnight. laughs> yeah. All right, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. And... You forget because I'm the the soccer games there, the weekdays in the Champions League and the you know the showdown. They don't start till eight. All right, you know we go out and watch them. The games end at like ten or whatever. You're coming home from the pub. Yeah, it's, it's a way of life. Get a hankering for some chicken, kind of a thing. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you, I'm telling you, there are no other options. There's really only chicken shops. But a lot of those chicken shops also sell pizza and fish and kebabs, and the quality is not uh, usually that great. Is all I'll say. All right, Ryan. Ryan had the takes of bashing some London food. But... It's actually the best. The best thing about being back in the states is probably the uh, the food options. Now, there's yeah. there's nice restaurants in London. A East lot curds, of great restaurants in East London. Curds and Wisconsin fish fries. I I I love like going out to eat there because they have so many different types of food and great restaurants. But as far as like the quick, fast, cheap options, late, oof, they struggle. All right, let's continue on with midfield. We talked a little bit about Elise, and I think I think the question, if we're looking at it, if you're playing. Eze or Trippier, you're probably going to have to make a decision here with Elise and James Ward-Prowse. James Ward-Prowse is a discussion pretty much every time he plays. He is – he had – I think he had like two points in the first half against Nottingham Forest. He finished with 33, a couple assists. Uh, that came ended up being back and forth. He ended up smashing. He's 9,200 at Burnley. We know about Burnley. I don't think they're getting really any of these guys back from injury. So would you rather play, Jack, would you rather play O'Leafs at 9,800 where we don't know how many minutes he's going to play? Uh, James Ward-Prowse probably going to play 90, always plays 90. We also have the situation where we actually don't know the status of Jared Bowen. He's, I'd say, 50-50. There were reports that he was going to be out a game or two from, I don't know, some blog boys uh, earlier in the week. But David Moya said – We'll see kind of a thing. Uh, we'll see after some tests. So maybe that moves James Ward-Prowse a little more forward. Maybe it doesn't matter in the end. But Kudus is another guy, 8,400, a guy who would, would be in there. And then I guess you throw in Ben Rama, who we haven't talked about. If Bowen is out of the squad, Ben Rama is 6,900. So there's a, there's these West Ham players that are kind of sitting here. Pocket to 6,800. Kind of sitting in here as the biggest favorite do we favor Ward Prowse because of the set pieces or do we kind of save some money and not bank on the set pieces from Ward Prowse? I mean, it's, 
it's really frustrating with Ward Prowse. And if you watch how he scores points, it's often in bunches. And um, I don't know, you can easily see that West Ham somehow don't have like any corner kicks. And Ward Prowse is sitting there with two points after you paid 9,200 for him. I mean, this is easy if I knew Elise was going to play, you know, 80 minutes. If you tell me Elise will play 80 or 90 minutes, then I'll just find the 600 for Elise. I mean, he gets the corners, but he's just so good from open play. And he's just like a fantasy goldmine. Just look at his game logs from last season. So, I mean, again, you tell me Elise, is a, Elise um, plays 90, just an absolute smash. You have to play him in cash in that spot. And so, like, if I play Elise and he's subbed at the 60-minute mark because he's still getting match fit, I'm going to throw my laptop out of the window of my in-laws. Like, it, it's going to be it, – it's brutal, and um, you really have to get that right. Whereas James Ward-Prowse, I mean, you have the, you know, the ho-hum 10 to 12-point floor. And um, I don't know, maybe he takes penalties for West Ham. I don't know what the West Ham penalty situation is. Maybe he scores a banger direct free kick like he has a pension for doing. That'll depend if I play him or not. But, you know, I'm looking at – well, you know, there are some cheap midfielders I can play. There's some mid-priced midfielders I can play. Do I really have to play Ward-Prowse? Again, if Elise plays 60 minutes, I don't necessarily want to play him, even against Luton Town. I don't know, maybe 60 points is enough. But sometimes Crystal Palace have laid eggs on the road as well. You know, we're talking up that this is a great matchup for Crystal Palace, but, you know, this is a Roy Hodgson squad. and Never trust them. You, you really can't trust them. So, I don't know, Adam, you follow these injuries pretty well, like, Olise played 25 minutes before break, and he's had two weeks to monitor his fitness. I don't think he was called up to any international team or anything. Like, what do you do? You not want the responsibility of answering? Like, what's the over under on his minutes? Like, what do you think? I'd say I'd say the over under is about 70. Uh, Basically, I mean, I know Ryan. Ryan's going to say 90 because he's he's awesome. He's going to go 90. Ryan thought he should start in his first game back, kind of thing. But that's just not how it works. I mean, he he was out for five months with a hamstring injury, came back once, re-injured it. This is your top two player, one of your best players here. You just don't want the same injury to happen because you played him 90 uh, coming out of the break here. I know he went 25, so I'd say I'd probably look at about 75 minutes for him. Um, again, like match training for two weeks is just not the same as getting match fitness. So when you're on the pitch for 60 minutes, that's just not the same as, you know, some behind screen door behind closed doors, you know, match over the break kind of a thing. So I think, I think maybe over under 70 ish, 70 or so I'd say he's about the 75 range. I'll say Ryan, you're going to say 90. No, no. I mean, (laughs) I'm a little more bullish than you. I would set it at like maybe close to 80. Um, but yeah, no, those are fair points. I mean, I think the international break helps for sure. But yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets subbed early. Um, <clears throat> the Ward Prowse thing, man, it's going to be endlessly annoying if he ruins this slate. I mean, and it would just be the most jwp thing but yeah i don't want to roster him if he's playing defensive mid uh but yeah everything jack said is true i mean he can get there in a variety of ways probably takes pens he's got all the free kicks and the set pieces and it's a good matchup you know they're the biggest favorite with the highest total he's probably safer than the palace guys i mean i get it if if people want to play him in cash 
I'm kind of done with JWP. Uh, but, you didn't play yeah, him. I mean, I could a couple Sundays ago. No, when he crushed for 33 fantasy points. Yeah, is that the one? I yeah. don't think I did. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't. Uh, I haven't really been playing him. So I mean, I, I don't know. What can you say about JWP? He's the most frustrating guy in DFS, Premier League DFS. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a situation where maybe West Ham get a counterattack goal from from whoever in the first half, and then JWP sitting on three or four points because they're just not racking up corners because they're already a team that don't possess the ball a ton. Uh, and Or it's a situation where Burnley score first, and then he has 20 crosses from all corners because they're pushing. It's just uh, that's basically all of his stats. Uh they're all glued to set pieces if he's in this defensive role, which is which is what he's been playing. Thomas Suchek has been kind of floating in this attacking role where he's at the top of the box a little bit more. I wouldn't call him, you know, a straight attacking midfielder, but he is sitting up higher than JWP is. So that, that's kind of where we're at. I think what Jack mentioned, I'll shoot it to you, but this, this Bournemouth-Sheffield United match I think is interesting in terms of of cheaper options. I think outside of Jay, outside of good Munson, at least at 5,600, I know you guys talked about Gustavo Hammer. I think it was on that last Sunday slate. They were at Brighton. He was 4,300. So he's in this range. He's 4,800 home against Bournemouth. Uh, you also have Lewis cook, I believe was also on that last Sunday slate or something. I, maybe it was a showdown against Newcastle. I'm not sure what happened. But I remember, Okay, I, I played Lewis Cook, and for some reason, no one played him home against, you know, an injury hamper Newcastle squad, even though he's on at least a split of sets. So, Lewis Cook is down here also against Sheffield United. He's only 3,800. So, there's a couple places to go. If for some reason, maybe this is your utility kind of a thing, but maybe if you don't want to, if you don't want good months in, you want to go cheaper, or you don't want to spend up at midfield, there are options to go cheaper. Tavernier is also fit. Or 6,500, but he kind of really hasn't gotten great numbers this season overall. But does anyone stand out for you, Jack, when once once we get, you know, out of the lease, out of the Ward-Prowse range, outside of Good Munson in this lower end? Or, or is there yeah, someone it, I'm missing here? If you wanted to skip that headache, um, one name that looks plausible to me, Cole Palmer is 7,200 for Chelsea. That game's virtually a toss-up, but he's been playing 90 minutes, and he's their preferred penalty taker just arriving, which I that was crazy to me. But, I mean, if Cole Palmer's taking penalties and splitting set pieces with Connor Gallagher, 7,200, a little too expensive, but that's a name that sticks out to me in tournaments. Uh, Marcus Tavernier's been playing, you know, at least 80 minutes for most of his games. You'll see in the logs that Lewis Cook has taken more corners, but I think that's just like side variance, right? I think like Tavernier takes on one side and Lewis Cook takes on the other. So, you know, those could fall to Tavernier and uh, Marcus Tavernier is uh, your boy, Adam. So, you know, you have to at least consider that. That's a name that I want to click a lot in tournaments. It just feels like a bit thin in, you know, on the road at Sheffield. Bournemouth just aren't a very good team. I know Sheffield are terrible, but 6,500 for a non-guaranteed 90 minutes from Tavernier. It, it, it's not a priority. Mm-hmm. And then if you keep on scrolling down a little bit more, okay, then now you have Gustavo Hammer. He splits set pieces with Oliver Norwood. He's 4,800. 
I thought he was a really good play on the slate before international break. I was like one of three people to play Gustavo Hammer and cash. So like clearly I'm missing something because the cash lobby in soccer is a pretty good barometer of like how good plays people are. He's only splitting set pieces and he's not doing anything like his Coventry um, logs from last season, but that's just because Sheffield have been horrible. It's a pretty good matchup for Sheffield United. And, you know, I'd like to play hammer, especially if, you know, people just opt for, you know, Lewis Cook. Now, Lewis Cook is a good cash play because he's going to be splitting corners against Sheffield. That's a good defense to attack, but I don't know. It, it's really tough. There's a lot of pros. There's a lot of cons, but there's no must. And I don't know how to allocate my money. And, you know, I kind of have decision paralysis when it comes to, you know, playing Olise. Like if he played 80 minutes, Ryan, I'd play, I'd play Olise over James Ward-Prowse. I mean, just if Roy Hodgson gives me the affidavit, he says, Olise will play until the 79th minute. I'd sign it and I would have all of my king of the pitch lineups with Olise instead of James Ward-Prowse. Like that's like what I want to do, but eh, I, I just don't know. So I don't know. There, there's a lot of plays and they're all viable, but I just don't know how to allocate my salary <laughs> at the midfield. So Ryan was right. Like we're, it's the same discussion as forward again, but uh, I don't know, Ryan, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of the midfield options? Yeah, I think you broke it down well. I think it's tough. Um, I think I'm going to play Hammer. Uh, I didn't play cash on that last slate, but I played Hammer in my high-stakes stuff. I think he was 4,300 at Brighton. This is a much better matchup, 4,800 split in sets. He's got open play upside as well, which is kind of the decider. I like Sheffield at home in this spot. So, yeah, I'm in on Hammer. Uh, after that, yeah, Lewis Cook would be fine too. I mean, splitting sets. Obviously, it's a good spot for Bournemouth, too. Um, so I, I'm fine with Lewis Cook. Um, I don't know about for cash games, but for tournaments, yeah, Cole Palmer. I'm glad you mentioned Cole Palmer. Uh, he's been – I've been incredibly impressed by Cole Palmer. Like, been one of the most impressive players in the league for me this season. He was incredible against City. It was awesome to see him keep his nerve for that penalty. I mean, what a spot that penalty kick at the end to tie it at four against, you know, your former team, the best team in the world, obviously. Yeah, that was awesome to see him make that. But yeah, he's taking pens. He's got a goal in four of the last five. I think Connor Gallagher will take more sets, but Palmer should take a couple uh you could even consider Connor gallagher in cash yeah. games i think for 6200 6, he's been crushing playing attacking taking the majority of corners assists in four out of the last five he's a guy who's going to score a goal soon too i know he doesn't have any yet he's going to score a goal soon i like Connor gallagher i like the spot for chelsea in general um yeah midfield's tough but those are the guys I like. Yeah, my dummy cash lineup. I actually had seventy four hundred left for utility, and I just I went to I went to Palmer over Sterling, uh, just as again dummy lineup. But uh, I I felt that okay, it was fine right there in that price range. He he's had some elite moments recently. A couple times in that city game, he could have scored an unreal goal where he like dribbled through the whole team. 
Um, but yeah, no, he's just as for, as a player, he's been really impressive. Um, looks like a steal actually for forty million. Yeah, shows in his numbers too: four goals, couple assists, last few matches, last five matches, I should say. Uh-oh. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, you know, our, our fellow lock lock play for two weeks or so, Alfie Dowdy, as you mentioned here, uh, 5,900 home against Crystal Palace. But on the other side of him, if Ryan Giles starts, is there any thought here given to Ryan Giles at 4,200? You know, he was, after a couple weeks, after maybe one week, he was he was one of the locks, I guess you could say. You know, guy who was performing in, in tough matchups, but... Now we're in a situation where maybe the manager, maybe Edwards doesn't really like him that much because he's not very good defensively. So we are in range for, okay, you're bad in the first 45. You're going to be subbed off at halftime kind of a thing. But 4,500 set pieces here, uh, either one of you guys think that's in range or do you just you just look to the other plays that we just mentioned? I would say Gustavo Hammer, I'm with you guys with that one. When I watch him play, he's he kind of looks like a uh, a little bit like Maurice Jones Drew when he's on the pitch. He's got like the bulky shoulders. He's like <laughs> I looked up his height. He's five seven. He just kind of looks like a bowling ball out in the pitch. Uh, so if you're if you're an MJD fan, maybe just play him for that sake. <laughs> uh, it wasn't the comparison I was expecting. I was not expecting I'm, that. I'm, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, Ryan Giles. Uh, if he was taking set pieces, I think it'd be a good play. I just think, wasn't he not taking sets anymore back when he was starting still? So then that's, you know, that would probably rule him out. I don't don't know know if it was that Wolves game or that Villa game, but I know like Barkley and Dottie were starting that day. And like the first corner, we all saw it was Ross Barkley taking it. And uh, people were jamming Giles in that showdown. I'll raise my hand. It was me. They were tilting because of it. So it's tough. But I mean, he is the cross cannon, right? So if he splits set pieces and then, you know, he gets 20 touches, he might have 20 crosses. I'm exaggerating. But um... yeah, so I pulled it up. Basically, his last start, he started with Dowdy and he started with Barkley. Dowdy and Barkley split set pieces in that game. So. But I mean, eight crosses, if you look at that as well. But, it, yeah, look, also, we're talking about yeah. playing Lewis Cook at 3,800. So if you want to play Giles in tournaments and hope it goes your way. True. Depends how much you like Lewis, one of the cooks in the kitchen. So we okay. We as we get to defender here, 
we haven't really talked. I don't even know if we've mentioned anyone on Newcastle, but Newcastle are pretty much in the same situation as they were before the break. Uh, we don't know the situation of if Isak's actually going to be ready. It seems like Almiron's going to be ready. He subbed off with, I think it was a hamstring issue just before the break. I believe he's ready. There's so many guys out. There's no use in saying who is out, but Lewis Hall, who was getting starts at, uh, left back, he can't play because Chelsea are the parent club. So they move back. The thought is, okay, maybe they move back Livermento to the defense after he got a couple starts or maybe one start in the front three. And if Isak doesn't start because they have no one else, it probably moves Joel Inton up to the front three. And then he's in there with Anthony Gordon, kind of a false nine, El Marone, assuming he's there. Matt Ritchie came on for El Marone after he got injured in the last game. So that's kind of the people we're looking at. Sean Longstaff has also been dealing with an ankle injury. So I don't think he's going to be ready to start. So that means Lewis Miley probably getting another start in the midfield. So you have all these issues here. We saw how they played against Bournemouth. It didn't really look great. I I think they're going to try and Eddie Howe's going to go into this one. He, you know, Newcastle have a great home, home form, home record. Um, but I still think they kind of go into this one is at one nil. So the question is, do you play Trippier for for all that money against a Chelsea team that seemed to seem to be able to at least hold, get possession, hold possession against a lot of most clubs here, even though they're at Newcastle? Personally, I'm not playing. I'm not playing Trippier. I mean, we saw the numbers what he had against Bournemouth, but Ryan, I don't think you're playing him either. I guess so. Jack, are you playing him? I have him in right now. And, um, you know, I know the recent logs don't look very well. Every time I seem to speak poorly of Trippier, he like dunks on me and then uh, Jordan makes fun of me in the next show. So maybe I'm just being a little bit of a, of a coward, you know, with uh, playing Trippier. But if you look at Defender as a whole, okay, Trippier is 9,700 and this is kind of insane. And if he plays like he did against Bournemouth, he's going to kill you definitely in tournaments. But the other option, the next price down option is like 3,900 cheaper. You have Reese James at 5,800. Now he's only playing like 65, 70 minutes lately. So if you tell me Reese James plays 90 minutes, he's like, at least it's, it's like a jam to me because I think this is a good spot for Chelsea against a Newcastle team that are a bit disjointed with injuries and had some key players on international breaks. Like it's tough to imagine Newcastle being a super cohesive side coming out after the break. Maybe that's a bad narrative, but that's just one thing that I'm considering. And then from there, I mean, the defenders, you have like Vlad Sufal and Emerson. They're like 5,500 and 5,100 respectfully. It's an all right spot against Bournemouth, but they feel like fairly priced. I don't want to necessarily prioritize them in cash games. And then you're probably scrolling all the way down, you know, just clicking, you know, 3,200 Jaden Bogle if he's fit enough. I think he is, but the manager made some comments. He was happy. He was carrying a knock. Livermento is a good play at 3,500 if he starts. <laughs> so like, I don't know, like, are there enough good defender plays to justify fading a 10-point floor from Trippier, even if he is 9,700 in cash? I get the fade in tournaments because, you know, he has to score 16, 20 points to kill you and, like, severely separate from the entire position when there are some good values. I I don't know. It, it's the same thing. I don't know where to spend my money. It does seem like Trippier's a thin tournament bet, but in cash, I still do think that there is some merit. I don't know, Ryan. What's your read on the situation? Oh, you can afford him if you want to. Um, for me, 
I I would be trying. I don't know. I would be trying to fade him if he was two thousand cheaper. He's way too expensive for me in this spot. Um, like for cash games, I still get it, but I think yeah, I'm not excited about Newcastle in this spot. Uh, Can I just say like with why is Trippier ninety seven hundred? I DraftKings doesn't have the price up for prior slates, but the last price they have is 7,500 home against Crystal Palace. He he didn't surpass eight points in the next three games, but now he's 9,700. It's got to be right. an ownership some, in the algorithm. Is, like, is this something where DraftKings like knows knows what's up? Like one of one of those weird spots. Um, I hope not, but like if if he started at left back, I'd have him less interest. Uh, up against Reese James and not going to get any crosses off from open play, really. Oh, um, I didn't even I, notice that. I I would imagine that Tino starts at left back, though, and Trippier's at right back would be my guess. I mean, if if Newcastle starts Matt Ritchie at left back, they, they per, can start Ritchie at left back, too. Then you just New, up Reece James. Sorry, uh, per Newcastle fanboys, I was yelled at when I initially had a couple weeks ago when I had Livermento playing – uh, starting at left back, uh, the the fanboys told me that Livermento can only play on the right, and Trippier would move to the left. That that happened in a game, so that is why I uh, actually agree with it. Um, mm. And the, okay, well then that's fair. That's one of the reasons Lewis Hall had been starting at left back because obviously Howe didn't want Trippier to go to the left side, but it's basically I don't think Livermento can play on the left side. Uh, is kind of what it comes down to. I, that's weird. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't be able to, but I swear he played there for Southampton a couple times. Um, but yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, either way, at 9,700, no, it's a no for me. Um, like, Same. it's not a great matchup. Like, I think it's like kind of a bad matchup. Uh, I think 9,700 would be like, you want him home against Sheffield, home against Luton. Um, but th- th- I guess I come back to the point that you can afford him. So as Jack said, like, yeah, I'd want to just like take my 12 points in cash games, but do you want, would you rather play a lease? Would you rather play a lease or would you rather play trippier? I mean, come on. Well, I'd rather play a lease as long as he's playing more than 60 minutes. I think this is like, this is the entire headache of the. This is the entire headache of the slate, right? Would You're you deciding play JWP or Trippier. Listen, I'm just gonna. It's not a headache for me when Reese James is 4K cheaper in the same game. So maybe there's an argument to play both, but for me, there's just no way I can pay 4K more for Trippier when and I just play Reese James. I mean, especially like Reese James up against Trippier looks pretty good. Throw Matt Ritchie out there at left back. Reese, I mean, come on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I, prefer, I think Chelsea beats Newcastle here. So I gotta I gotta pull I, Ryan I'm, here. I I agree with all that. Uh, love it. So Jack, I I will say for the Reese James minutes, you mentioned the the sixty four. So he went seventy seven against Tottenham, but I think he only went sixty four against Manchester City because that game was wild because it was so back and forth. Uh, so he wasn't probably ready to go more. I think he's going to be ready for 80-plus here coming out of the break. 
is just my is just my feeling here of how of why he only went 64 against Manchester City just because of the the level of game it was. So I think that he might be in every one of my lineups, basically, Reese James. Yeah, I, um, I think so too. I, I can afford him. So the reason I was advocating for this forward construction that had no Eze earlier was I thought that Gibbs White was a good enough play and Goodmanson is a, was a good enough play. And you can still spend up at a midfield spot for Elise or Ward-Prowse, which I think is good. And then you're able to afford Trippier and Reese James in that lineup. You have to use Jaden Bogle, who seems like a perfectly acceptable utility at 3,200, playing wing back against Bournemouth. So I think the question for me would be, do I want to play like Eze at 10,100 when there are okay punts? I don't know. But the, the way that you're talking about the matchup, this is something I didn't consider enough while I was writing the article. You know, I had too much turkey in me, but you're, you're talking open play crosses for Trippier, which he requires at 9,700. He needs to do everything. He needs all the set pieces and he needs to be crossing from open play. Like that's like a dominant type of um, salary. And if he's on the wrong side to be crossing, I think that decides it enough that, you know, you just spend up at forward at that point. And um, that just feels like the straight up better play that kind of decides it. But again, like Trippier at right back at 9,700, taking all the set pieces, you know, it wasn't so long ago, Chelsea were a complete laughing stock. And, you know, I've seen right. Trippier game logs when he's been like eight points for two games and I get queasy and then, you know, he dunks and yeah, that's bad analysis, but he's got a good floor. <laughs> No, you're right, though. It wasn't so long ago that this would be thought of as a great spot for Trippier at home against Chelsea. Things seem to have changed, but, you know, at least for me, just when I think I've nailed down Chelsea, they disappoint me even harder than the the hundreds of other times they have. But, yeah, no, your construction, I think, is solid. Like, you you can do that construction where you play three defenders. You have to make a couple concessions. But yeah, I don't know. I still, 9,700 is a lot. So I'll just say, both of you guys mentioned Bogle here, but as we get into the cheaper defenders, Cole is also at 3,200, and then you got the Bournemouth guys who normally you wouldn't talk about, Adam Smith and Lloyd Kelly, but they are playing Sheffield United. The one thing I would say for Bogle here is the situation where uh, Ahmedovic is healthy again. We'll see if he starts. But if he moves into the starting 11, um, so you also have Baldock, who is the regular starter on the right wing. I think there it's more likely that Bogle is subbed off earlier than Luke Thomas, just because they have another healthy center back. So they have options and then they could make a move where, okay, maybe they're up a goal or something like that. And they move Baldock out to the wing instead of Bogle kind of thing. I almost think Ryan's favorite defender here, Luke Thomas, might be a little safer than Jaden Bogle just because of just because they have another center back healthier, and that would allow uh, Baldock actually to move out to the right side. So I, I want to throw that nugget out there. Fair, um, and yeah, you might be right. Um, I think Bogle has quite a bit more upside, though. Might even like out outweigh the risk of him getting an early sub. I don't know. I'm okay he's with really attacking he's player. Good. He is. He's very. He is. He's very attacking. Look at. Uh, he scored a decent amount of goals the last few years. Yeah, all those championship goals are pretty, pretty nice. 
Well, I mean, it means something. Alma I mean, against Bournemouth like, is that? These are two kind of championship teams, <laughs> like Bournemouth and. Did, didn't Bogle yeah. score against City this year? I remember him scoring against City. I could be wrong, but sounds like you're making uh, it up. You guys have no, any other defender thoughts? Somehow City. we're somehow we're already at 57 minutes here. I don't know. Uh, there's just a lot to talk about here. Uh, any, anything else? Yeah, including chicken in London. That was very important. <laughs> 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 <I> was, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I don't really have any other thoughts at defender. Um, I liked Kabore, but now he's out. Yeah. Um, for for no, goalkeeper, like Luke, Luke Thomas too. Big Luke. Goalkeeper is a little different here. So these win odds, no one's about 47%. No one with better than 35% clean sheet odds. So that means the most expensive goalkeeper is Dr. John Stones. Uh, Dr. John Stone, sorry, uh, 5,500. And then the cheapest is Kaminsky, who's home against Crystal Palace at 3,900. Uh, I, uh, this one's kind of tough, but why don't we just play Kaminsky down here uh, with, with Olise and Eze just ripping shots from everywhere on the pitch? Maybe he goes up a goal or two, but maybe he also is maybe he's most likely on the slate to make five plus saves. So do we spend up? I don't know. If if you can get to it, maybe you do, but but Jack, I, I think you wrote up Kaminsky just based on your reaction here. Is that correct? Yeah. He's underpriced. I mean, how often do you have a thirty nine hundred dollar goalkeeper on DraftKings who has like twenty three percent clean sheet odds? Like normally this is like uh, you know, Joe Hart on the road against Atletico Madrid. And we're just hoping he doesn't finish with a minus six. So <laughs> I just think he's too cheap and it lets you, it gives you flexibility to play, you know, the plays that you want to in the outfield spots. So if you have a little extra salary and you want to say, play, you know, Nottingham Forest, you know, Vlachidimos instead, 600 more. I mean, it's fine. I'll probably be like targeting these like underdog home goalkeepers. That seems like the right way to approach it. But I mean, I'm just planning on using Kaminsky from the get-go, knowing that, I, and then if I have a little extra salary, I'll just spend up to the next best spot. He's just—he's just technically underpriced. He should be like 4,400, and he's 3,900. I don't know. It's that simple sometimes. Anything, Ryan? No, I agree. I'm—I'm I'm gonna play one of these cheap home keepers. Yeah, there's four. Can't of them. imagine. Yeah, can't imagine spending up for these road keepers even though they're against bad teams. Uh, yeah, no, I'm on the same page. Kaminsky's underpriced, uh, but I like all the cheap home keepers. Oh, I, I like, um, not really for cash games, but I like Chelsea's key, uh, Sanchez on the road. That's more of a tournament play. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, look at these matchups. I think I already said I like Nottingham. I think Nottingham Forest should be favored against Brighton. I also think Sheffield United should be favored against Bournemouth. Uh, no, I don't know why Bournemouth are actually favored in the spot. But that's disrespectful. I'm being disrespectful. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I, I you know, to I, Bournemouth or Brighton. Yeah, I get where you're coming. Uh, to Bournemouth, I get where you're coming from, but Sheffield has been like so bad for the most part, and Bournemouth. I mean, Bournemouth have been just pretty bad. Dominated Newcastle, and they just uh, dominated Newcastle's C squad. I mean, still, that's better than Sheffield's A squad. Um, I okay. get your point, though. They're like they're pick 'em map. They're pick 'em game. I think of them as like pick 'em games, pretty much. Yeah I, I, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, yeah, I sort of on the same page, almost there. So, 
I don't know. Uh, what Jack? What? Which of your twenty-one lineups is going to win the uh, the five-dollar King of the Pitch t- uh, ticket here? Is it going to be what? What stack are we looking at? Is it going to be the Olise Eze? Is it going to be? I don't know. Maybe Ben Rama starts. Maybe him and Kudus or Paqueta, something like that from West Ham. Uh, there's really anywhere we can go here. So, yeah. um, what do you think I, is the best route? I like. Um, I'm going to play Reese James in just about all of those lineups. I'm probably going to lean into the uncertainty and play Olise in just about all those lineups. So, I like you know throwing in an Eze as Ryan mentioned. I probably won't play much Trippier, but like. Um, you know, Almirone at 7,100, that's a pretty good price for, uh, you know, a good attacking player. I just don't know how many minutes he's going to play. That was one that stuck out to me. I mentioned Cole Palmer as well. Um, I think he's a really good, he's a really good tournament play. But if I had to pick someone who's going to get me the stuff for the, for the forward position, you know, Mr. Unplayable, Jared Bowen, if he starts, seems like a good this is like going to be one of the best spots for West Ham. I mean, they could absolutely just windmill dunk on um, Burnley and, you know, Kudus and James Ward Prowse and uh, Jared Bowen. They could all get there. I mean, you mentioned Paqueta earlier in the show, Adam. These are all guys worth mixing in, in in any lineup. And every single one of them is affordable. I mean, instead of just playing Eze or Gross, I mean, it depends where Gross starts, right? Then you just play Jared Bowen. I mean, he could easily, you know, lead the line and, um, lead the scoring line for all the forwards and kudos has been playing incredible as well. So those West Ham options all seem very appealing to me. So I think maybe that will be the winner, Adam. Maybe I'll have a James Ward Prowse to Jared Bowen two times. So Bowen assist and then brace of assists for uh JWP. Big West Ham guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it's just Burnley stink. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's all there is to it. And the, yeah, I think the uh, attackers are good. Yeah, when when Brighton were rolling, it was always where Brighton these guys were under underutilized kind of a thing. And now, okay, there's you know I'm saying that maybe Nottingham Forest should be favored against them. You know, maybe maybe Brighton come out and actually you know finally score some goals with with their possession kind of thing. So then you also throw in so you throw in you have the injury to Miedema, so he's going to be out. Maybe this is more minutes for Buonanotte. Uh, Adinger has been going 90s. We have Ansu Fati, Evan Ferguson, who we know has hat trick upside. There's a lot of Brighton guys here that that are in range. I will say it really seems like Pascal Gross is going to play as a fullback because Dehoud is suspended. Igor probably not going to be ready. Milner's out. I doubt Lamptey's ready to start. So it really seems like okay. Gross is going to play fullback unless unless there's like some 18-year-old South American they have somewhere <laughs> in their academy that they're going to bring up and play. Maybe that happens, but uh, I'm kind of leaning towards Gross playing fullback here. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Ryan, what, what's your move here? Do you go Do you go Chelsea? You said you think Chelsea are going to win. So Wait, can Ryan, I step in here? Go for it. We got $4,000 Chris Wood. We have not mentioned this. and uh, I was going to – okay. I, I, I Iwoni is out. I mean, yep. come on. Is this this is the – Stepping on my favorite. toes. <laughs> Sorry. Stepping on my toes. I mean, how I'm going to win is I'm just going to catch one of these cheap braces. Chris Wood, I was going to mention, but my guy, Ollie McBurney's back. Give me Zeki Amdouni. Give me Carlton Morris. Maybe even Jay Rodriguez. Give me Cameron Archer. 
Archer. Plenty of guys. I mean, look at all the look at look at all the guys we got here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna catch a cheap brace from one of those guys and just rack up the floor points everywhere else and cruise to a king of the pitch ticket. Easy enough. You're you're only talking about the three forty four round one, right? No, no, I'm talking about the five as well. No. So who's gonna win it, Jack or Ryan? Jack's gonna have to compete with me. I'm not, I I got twenty. Well, you put twenty one in there now. I'm gonna have to add another one. I got 20, 20 in there right now. That seems like the perfect tournament to win with one of these home underdogs. Who maybe do you a, think? Maybe a goal and an assist. Good Munson assist to Coley Osho, or is it going to be J Rod? Do you think this is the J Rod? Is the J Rod penalty? J Rod pen. No, that's interesting. He was the pen taker for. Um, it's interesting. He for says. Burnley last year, forty-seven hundred. I'm yeah. waiting to strike gold on that one. We'll see. How do you guys feel about what if the winning lineup had Jay Rodriguez and Oliver McBurney? Would well, you guys, they um, played Olise and JWP and uh, <laughs> spent up elsewhere. Like uh, uh, Chef, Sheffield could. United are going to score, and they just have a bunch of cheap guys. So you just got to pick out that right player. Um, maybe Hammer for, for cash games, but is it Cameron Archer this game? Is it is it McBurney coming off his injury? Um, is it the American? No, probably not. It, actually, don't play Americans because, you know, they're, they're just coming off Thanksgiving. They're just coming off, you know, turkey and eating all this. I wouldn't play any Americans. So, so scratch that thought. Don't play Austin Trusty. So don't uh, – I don't know who else would be on here. But you guys have anything else? This, this went kind of long. It's just because there's so much stuff that we're just basically like, ah, there's no, you know, good Munson is, is the best plan to slay. Maybe we can play both Elise and Eze, maybe play one of them. Maybe you just fade them all and play and hope that Pascal Gross plays more forward or something like that. There's just no, there's no certainty really on the slate. And I think it, and that's why it's fun. Uh, and that's why it's fun, more fun than, you know, when, whenever we come on these Manchester city slates, it's like, okay. Uh, this late's stupid because everyone's going to have six Manchester City players. This one, we don't know what anyone's going to play. There's no there's no guarantee for this guy's going to be more than 50%. I mean, Good Munson's probably going to be 90%, but no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you guys have anything else here before we go? I feel like I'm walking away more confused than I had into the show about <laughs> what I want to, to do. I don't know. Everything I said, I went on these rants like, I don't know who's best. This guy could bust. This guy could bust. This guy could bust. You have to spend your money somewhere and sort of just – uh you know, put it on the table and, uh, you know, just got to play the right guy. Um, I don't know. That's like a really lame way to put it, but there's so much situation uncertainty. We're just going to have to find a way to cope with that. I think a lot of this will be processing news at lock. So it's like, okay, trip here at left back probably means you're going to spend up one set forward and one set midfield or, you know, allocate your salary else elsewhere. So Probably just have to be ready. Probably just have to. I'm worried about my ability to make 21 lineups now because I think there's going to be a lot of news and benches to process. But you know, I'll have some coffee and do my best. Yeah, anything, Ryan? Oh, I'm just hoping that JWP doesn't break the slate. Really, that's honestly we keep coming slate. back to we keep coming back to what you first said on Eze and Elise. If you would just look at all these five games and think, okay, all these teams have an equal chance of winning. All these teams have an equal chance of getting three goals or whatever. Why don't we just play probably the two best fantasy players on the slate in Eze and Elise? Why don't we just play those guys, fill everyone else out, and and make it happen? Is 
that maybe that should be just be our strategy all along. You might be right, Adam. This is how my game. thoughts have been trending. I mean, maybe you just hope you get at least 75 points, 75 minutes. Well, 75 points from Elise, I would certainly take. <laughs> and then maybe just a luxury spend up on Eze. I don't know. It seems fine. Play the best plays. That's that's all you do. I mean, we say it. Play the best plays. Those are the best plays, uh, just in, in general DFS. So there you go. Rotowire.com slash soccer trial. We need to get Ryan and Jack out of here. They already did a 60-plus minute NFL show. So check that out. That is on the uh, Rotowire NFL feed, also on the Rotowire regular YouTube channel. If you're still watching this, there's there's nine people watching live after diving into the, the London chicken scene, talking 70 minutes on, on, on the, these contests and not really coming up with, with a ton of solutions here. But thank you for watching this. Please give a thumbs up. Please give a like, maybe give a comment through our podcast feed as well if you're listening through there. But rotowire.com slash soccer trial. It's 48-hour trial. If you want a chance at a free three-month trial, roto, oh, not rotowire, movember.com slash T slash rotowire if you want to donate in there. And then I believe you just send an email, uh, support at rotowire.com with your receipt. And you got a chance to be in a raffling, in a drawing there. So good luck, everyone. It's going to be between me, Jack, and Ryan for the uh, for this five dollar king the pitch ticket. I can't wait to can't wait to win with McBurney. Actually, I think McBurney's going to be sub ten percent. Cam Archer, uh, Cam Archer. Maybe you just do maybe you just do a double up. Cam Archer and McBurney. Maybe you get three goals from Sheffield United. No one's going to play that. So easy enough. Let's let's win that ticket. All let's right, do I'm it. For, I'm waiting for Ryan to say thanks, guys. Let's go. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Sorry about the chicken slander.